Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content from across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're welcoming back Todd Patrickin, a professional photographer that specializes in the board game industry. Todd is also a host of Victory Point Labs, a YouTube show where he and two other photographers compete to see who can take the best picture of the same game. Todd, welcome back to The Binge. How you doing, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it is awesome having you back. It uh, It's always fun to chat with you. Uh, obviously, you are well known in the industry. You're a humble guy, so of course you're going to say, oh, I don't know about yeah, that. I don't know but about that. <laughs> most people know who you are uh, in this industry, at least on the, the publisher side, and I'm sure a lot of the players too. Your, your photography has obviously uh, gone across quite a number of pages, so... I uh, you know it's got to be, uh, you're a humble guy, but you got to be proud with some of the accomplishments you've had so far in this industry, I think, eh? No, I'm I'm happy with it. I've been here now for, I think, three years. Yeah, three years now. So a lot has happened, and I'm pretty pretty excited about kind of where the industry is going and what that means for me. It's pretty cool to see, like, so just for the listeners and people watching, um, you were last on this show in episode 68. I would encourage people to go check out that episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We really got into kind of your history of how you actually got into the industry in the first place. Um, so we're not going to dive into the kind of the history of how you got into the, the industry, um, but not everybody listens to that episode either. So we are going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you do uh, as part of your day job, the photography, we'll get into Victory Point Labs and some of your other projects you're working on. Um, maybe we could just start off by, could you just tell people kind of what it is you do? <laughs> If you can yeah. say that, no, I can definitely do that. So I'm a I'm a content creator. Yeah. A lot of a lot of other content creators really hate that content creator exists because that's it's it's putting us into a box and that's not what we are. But that is essentially what I am. So I am a content creator, but I also uh, shoot board game photos specifically for the industry. So I I do it professionally. I work with a lot of publishers, um, Pandasaurus Games is one of my favorites that I'm working with right now. I've done a lot of their, their product photos for the last six games I think they've done. I have some more next year that I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, primarily uh, photos um, for publishers, small, big publishers, all different types. Now, and you're also in a closet right now, right? For those who can't see. I am see. in a closet. Uh, so you're actually at work, right? So you're <laughs> actually at uh, Print and Play, right? Yes. And, yes. And so talk a little bit what uh, print and play for people who don't know what that is. Maybe you can give them just an overview of what print and play is. Print and play is really cool kinkos just for board games. That's basically <laughs> what print and play is. We we are making all the prototype and review copies that you may see around. We're not making all of them. We're making a majority of them though. Um, so like Tom Vassell, the game he may have just gotten in and is showing off for the first time. That may be a game that we've made here. Um, we work with a lot of bigger publishers, some smaller publishers, brand new designers that finally have a chance to make a physical copy of their game they've been working on for years. Um, that's like their baby. We get to make a physical copy for the first time for them. It's very rewarding. Um, and we do everything, everything outside of 3D printing, which we're hoping to get into soon. Um, tokens, boards, cards, you name it. Did you like trays, like thermal form trays or anything like that or? No, that is another thing we're looking into. We're actually about ready to move. Um, we're going to still be in the same area, still the same city. It's like 15 minutes away. Um, big brand new warehouse area. We'll be able to have some new machines, getting some new 
commercial grade laser cutters that are going to be really cool. So the possibilities are, are going to start being endless for us. And I'm really looking forward to that. So for people that want to check out print and play, so they go to printandplay.com. Uh, and mm-hmm. a, a shout out, I want to give you guys a shout out because uh, I was at the uh, Pro Spiel North uh, a few weeks back. We talked about it on the show. We had a great episode on that, doing a nice recap. Print and Play was one of the sponsors. And uh, so I wanted to thank you for that. I actually had a coupon that I got as part of my uh, little gift nice. bag. And uh, it's cool to see companies, you know, really kind of pay it forward and, and, and you know, support um, young developers, right? Or people who are looking at who have been in the industry for a while or people who are looking to get into mm. the industry. These prototypes are great ways for people to prototype and, you know, being a sponsor of that, I thought was just, uh, was just awesome. Do you guys do, uh, like what kind of volume, like in for like, will you do, obviously you'll do one game, um, is mm-hmm. if somebody needs like 500 games, like, is there kind of like a critical level where then it gets moved over to, you know, a traditional manufacturer or kind of what? I mean, it's, we do smaller run stuff. We will do some what I would consider to be big runs, considering that I have a staff of like four to five construction guys actually making them. Yeah. A small run to some people is like a big run to us at times, but mm. we'll, we'll, we'll put out like 500, maybe a thousand, um, a thousand is that's hitting our max for sure. Um, and again, we are a prototype company. So like if you're looking for large scale, putting it straight into Walmart, you're looking at our parent company Ad magic for like Chinese manufacturing, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we see some bigger runs. We have a, a lot of like some s- smaller Kickstarters that are making their first project and they'll run it all through us because we have the capabilities to take care of like maybe tuck box style games or small box games. Mm-hmm. So we may do like 600 of those, 700 of those. Um, or somebody just literally orders 10 little cubes and we ship them out 10 little cubes and they're happy. We're happy. Well, on <laughs> we'll, that we'll note, send out whatever we can. <laughs> after our last interview, uh, you actually saved my butt because I remember we, we went off air and mm. I started telling you that I was in a panic because Nutty Squirrels of the Oakwood Forest, the game that I had on Kickstarter, was coming up on Kickstarter at that time. Um, the manufacturer had sent me uh, all of my reviewer copies. And when I opened up the boxes, they were missing the golden cubes from the box. And I mean, this is a key component of the game that you can't do without. And, uh, and they were gone, right? Off to Chinese New Year. Uh-huh. Everything shut down, literally, literally leaving the city. And uh, yeah. there was zero chance of getting them to rectify it for four weeks. And, uh, and you know, this is a service you guys provide. And uh, you put some cubes in a uh, box and carry it off to me. 48 hours later, I had them. I was able to open up all those retailer samples, put the cubes in and get them off to my reviewers on time and, uh, and didn't have to delay my campaign. So that was awesome. Thank you for that again. That was, you're welcome. That's, that's the best part of the job, man. We get to, we get to work. Like I've worked some really crappy jobs. I've worked yeah. on products where we're pushing a product that I don't care about. And I know the person receiving it doesn't even care about, they just have to have it. It's just how life works. Yeah. This is one of those things where it's like things that people really care about. Even the people at the top of these publishing companies really care about the games and they care about games. And being able to help in those situations is the best. I love it. As a team, do you guys ever have a chance to uh, stop during the day and like actually play a title? Like, does that ever happen yeah. like as a game company? Or we, I mean, we usually aren't like, cracking into something we just made unless they ask us to it doesn't happen too often yeah. eventually we may get like a play testing service going we'll see what happens ah. if i can convince the boss to let us do that that'd be cool um but yeah we we do like to play games out here most of us are gamers we like to play whether it's computer games video games or board games so we will have 
like every every couple of weeks we'll just shut down for an hour or two play some games get back to work so if chances are if you can't reach us we may be planning but it's for morale and it's good and it's going to help us do better at the things we're doing so is there ever a time you guys see a component in a game you're like oh this is something we need to start adding to our portfolio or We've, we've seen people order some custom stuff. We do a lot of custom stuff. Yeah. So sometimes they will throw some random thing at us and I'll have to bring the construction guys. And I'm like, is this even like possible? Can you make this? And we have, we have created permanent templates from things because it was such a good idea that we can continue, continue to make it. Yeah. It's something they come up with. Obviously we, we make sure they're okay with it first. Um, but yeah, that, that has happened before. And I'm really hoping once we get this laser cutter in and start working with wood and other materials, we're going to really see some more creative out-of-the-box things that we'll be able to list on the website. Yeah, I guess you could do like even custom. I mean, at that point, somebody sends you a, you a 2D image everything. and you're, you're yeah. slicing out meep, custom meeples, right, if you need to, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, we'll definitely be able to hit those up in Dice as well, which will be cool. Oh, that is crazy. So in terms of the photography side of your business, so imagine all the meeple is the uh, moniker you go under. Kind of how has this evolved for you over the past say year i mean you and i talked uh, just under a year ago um it seems like there's even more people into board game photography now even than there was like when you and i talked last mm-hmm. how are you seeing it evolve this industry on the photography side specifically well i see a lot more competition coming in <laughs> but the cool thing about that is a lot of these people are people that I have already gotten to know and I've already seen them kind of make better and better photos and really put more and more into their, their photo shoots, like elaborate stuff. And I'm like, oh shoot, I need to now rethink how I'm taking pictures because mm-hmm. they've just stepped it up a level. So I feel like more and more creative board gamers are stepping into the industry without even really noticing that that's what they're doing by sharing some really cool pictures that publishers are seeing. And it's, it's allowing them to communicate and maybe even connect with them. And all of a sudden they're doing what I'm doing. So I, I feel like the industry as a whole is just getting cooler and cooler. We're seeing really, really, really special games come out. I still have you, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen. Sorry, just I'm just really scrolling on your page so people can see. <laughs> I know I'm not moving because I'm watching, actually yeah, scrolling on the page. But... I'm freaking out about the Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I derailed my own thing. Um, yeah, games are looking way cooler, so it's more fun to take pictures. It used to be like everything was just boring in the board game industry. Yeah. Like Hero Quest, and people are like, holy crap, like finally something cool to look at. Um, and then it kind of has gotten better and better, but it used to be just like the train games. And people are still pushing out the train games. That's fine. I'm not going to bash train games. But yeah. even train games have gotten to look cool now. So with new technology and with um, new people coming into the industry, it's just getting so visually stunning, I would say, and better and better. So it's a great time to take pictures of board games. And how far out are you booking your gigs? Because I know you've had a really busy year, right? So like how far out are yeah. you actually booking these? I'm, I'm about ready to take a break from paid shoots. I like money. Money is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's, it's a whole nother level when you set up a lot of paid shoots especially when you're when you love the thing that you're taking pictures of and you want to play board games you don't want to get to a point where you're like i gotta take pictures first and i have all these all these things that i said that i would do because then you're not enjoying it anymore it's going to turn you off of the hobby and i definitely don't want that to happen to me 
with board games because I love board games. I have way too many in my house to suddenly decide that I hate board games. So I guess it's kind of that line of hobby versus jobby, right? And uh, if it's a hobby, it's fun. If it's a jobby, it's fun, but there's, um, you know, more uh, discipline required. And then when it just becomes a job, it uh, maybe the reasons that you had to get into it are no longer there, right? And uh, Uh it might be time to kind of exit stage left. Uh, not saying you're going so to do I'm, that, but no, uh, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not to that point. I'm still enjoying it. I have some awesome publishers I'm working with right now and that's going very smoothly, but I also have three kids. I live in a tiny apartment. I have a full-time job. This yeah. isn't my full-time job. So yeah, I think in early 2022, once I wrap the ones that I'm working on right now up, I may take a few ones um, during the next few months, maybe the next six months yeah, and really get back to like the creative shots that I feel like I used to be able to do, but haven't really been able to find the time for over the last few months. Now I've seen in some of your videos, and we'll talk about Victory uh, Point Labs in a second, but some of your videos, I it's almost like I see that you guys have these MacGyver kits, I call them, that, uh-huh, has, yes. you, you know, these ways you kind of cheat things and how you can kind uh-huh. of, um, you know, wires. I mean, I think one of your colleagues mm-hmm. uses, notoriously That's uses it. wires on all of his, yeah, his shots. and He's the wire king. <laughs> and how has your kit continued to grow? Like, is there anything you've added in the past couple of months where you're like, you, you came up with kind of a workaround and then now it's almost like your go-to when you're doing some of these shots? Well, I, I got some new lights. I mean, that's, that's a totally different thing, but lighting is so crucial. Yeah. And I've, I've used these cheaper lights for a while that, you know, lights are lights. As long as it gives you a light source, you're good to go. But I realized that you really need some fancy, like, boxes soft boxes and that kind of stuff to really go along with it so i've upgraded that and that really helps a lot um but i i have always used the most random do-it-yourself pieces i was using um lincoln logs i was using lego which my kids are like where are my lego well sorry <laughs> i may be using it for work professionally so let me do that well this picture um, here I, I think you said you used a uh, toilet paper roll this is the one i got a yeah. copy of your imagine your um your root uh, image where they're looking down uh, into the hole and kind of giving each other side eye. And yeah, last time we, favorites. yeah, well, last time we talked, you said this is just a toilet paper roll that you use with some dirt on the inside, and you kind of shot through to the uh, to the meeples, which was pretty, uh, pretty yeah. Cool. That see that is the kind of creative photo and the creative time and energy that I want to be able to put back into my pictures. Which sometimes the page shoots can, you know get in front of so i'm hoping to get back to that kind of stuff because it takes some time to really think of an idea and then execute it yeah like while my kids are pulling on my pant legs <laughs> it's hard i can imagine too like if it's a paid if it's a paid shoot someone send you a game and to, to shoot it then you gotta think okay with this game specifically what am i going to try to do to realize what their vision is of yeah. you know the brand versus just when you have a cool idea and uh, of uh, when you see another game you're playing, maybe you're playing at the table or someone else is playing, and it's like, oh, I got a great idea for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go and shoot that. That's kind of the hobby end. But when it's a paid thing, I guess some of the creativity around that is, uh, again, that discipline has come back in and, you know, kind of look at it from different angles and figure out, okay, how do I realize a vision the client wants in a way they're going to be yeah. happy too, right? Yeah, and I, I have been lucky. I've worked with a lot of publishers that are all for the creative energy and they will let me just, you know, do my thing. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, giving, giving up that creative, giving up your own creative energy 
and you know trying to do exactly what they want can be difficult that's that's part of the job that's that's photography for you though so that's fine that's something i can accept what's one of the Um, craziest setups you've had uh well i i did that betrayal um was a betrayal on the house on the hill um shot where i took the mini um, one of the minis holding a flashlight. I put her in a big potted plant. I had the box. So I had the potted plant here. I had her there. I had the box front with the house. Yeah. And then I had plants around it and I had the lighting. I put a fake, um, a fake flashlight glow. And then it looks like she's walking to the house. That was, I'm so, I'm still so happy with that shot, but that took me forever to set up. And it's for one single picture. Yeah. Um, that, that's probably my favorite. That's what I want to get back to. But I think when you have like that iconic kind of shot, right? When you get one where you're like, oh man, I nailed this. This was just, this mm-hmm. is like right in the zone. I guess that, that time invested in is worth it, right? It might only be one shot, but that's one shot now that can yeah. last forever. Yeah. That I can keep bringing up. And when I, when I only have crap pictures to show, I'd be like, Hey, remember this really cool picture? Let's look at that one. I forget that I don't have any content for you today. Has there ever been a shot where you've put so much time and energy trying to rig it up because you had a certain vision and then it just failed? (laughs) Every time I shoot, that happens. (laughs) That's what happens when you're thinking out of the box. Like, uh, yeah, that, that happens way, way too often. So I, with Victory Point Labs, all right, we were talking about, we might as well talk about more. Yeah, let's jump into Um, Victory Point Labs. We, we, we just shot our first episode in a really long time, just last night. Um, which I'm super pumped about because I love Kevin and Spencer. They're both awesome. I miss them. Um, but that particular shoot, which I'm not going to talk about too much, keep it a surprise. Yeah. That that was a lot of back and forth trying to figure out exactly how I want to do the thing using using a few pieces of scenery and then like scrapping it, pulling it away, pulling it away, and just sitting there and staring at it at 1 a.m. wondering if you should just shut it all down. That's it's kind of how the process goes. Yeah, no, I, I like to swear, and luckily everyone's asleep at that point because <laughs> it's frustrating. Now I know I was ribbing you just before we went live, saying, "Where's the new episode, man? It's been so long." I'm Jones in here. Um, it, it it really is one of my favorite shows on on YouTube, and people are always awesome. like, "Are you related to this guy or something?" You plug the show like crazy, <laughs> and I plug it because I love it so much. Uh, but for those who Thank don't you. know what it is, right? Um, it's uh, it's Spencer, it's Kevin, it's Todd. Uh, three board game photographers um, you will take uh, a game that the three of you get and then over on your own you'll go and you'll do your your shots almost like kind of like cake boss if you think about it then you come back and then you take turns presenting uh, your your interpretation of how to shoot that game to each other and each other kind of critiques and usually it's more prey I don't even think there's really even critique it's more amazement and uh, it's and- hard to tell somebody that shot sucks luckily none of their shots ever suck so i don't have to do yeah the photography is always amazing <laughs> even the one of the last episodes i saw uh, i was trying to think of what it was whistle mountain i thought was that one was, oh, yeah, was good fantastic right but then you guys will kind of um you know give each other kind of comments or say oh how'd you do that are you interested and then y- you do the behind the scenes of how each of these shots were done and i just geek out over it every single time the episodes are only like 10 12 minutes so they're bite size which i love and uh, certainly, is there anybody uh, uh, is interested in photography, seeing how it's done, seeing three friends kind of chat and kind of jab each other while they're while they're uh, going through this? 
great show for people to watch. I love the outtakes at the end. I'm glad you guys started including those. <laughs> those are hilarious, right? Because it shows that it's, it's just a tiny piece of for all the nonsense that goes on. <laughs> well, through the edit, it looks like you guys are literally live just kind of talking, right? And I don't think people realize, okay, some of these things you have to do a retake because maybe the, somebody didn't oh, do yeah. the intro properly. Or, oh, yeah. You know, or like the entire sounds. thing. <laughs> the entire thing. They're, see, they're both videographers and editors. Yeah. Um, so they take care of all that complicated stuff. I, I jack up everything during the entire episode and then they cut me into pieces. They go and just put fix it all it. in there. <laughs> yeah. The one That's thing I, I started doing after every episode is I start commenting, right? And I encourage other people to do this too, is which one was your favorite, right? And uh, what mm-hmm. I find interesting is from episode to episode, it's not like I favor one photographer or the other because there'll be one episode where I'm like, yep, you know, you know, this time Todd's got it. And, you know, next time maybe it's Spencer, next time maybe Kevin. You know, it, yeah. it, it it's cool to kind of see, um, you know, everyone has great ideas. But for me, usually there'll be one that's just like somebody just happens to get a really, really good idea of that particular yeah, episode and it cuts through, <laughs> which is kind of cool. So hopefully I don't hurt anybody's feelings when I comment on those. Oh, no, that's, that's a part of it, man. Not the hurting feelings. Yeah. The other part. <laughs> so why was there the gap for you guys? Is it just everyone was just too busy or it... I, it's a it was a mixture of the busyness, which I mean I've I've personally been slammed, but they've been super busy as well. Yeah. Kevin actually just had uh, a new baby. Oh, so yeah. his life is yeah, super busy right now. Yeah. More power to him. Um yeah, it's it's a busyness. It's also um I mean the time it takes to edit, it takes a while to edit, but yeah. we it's it's hard to be a photographer right now and it's with how everybody is trying to push for video um and it's also it, it's a niche within a niche like we are a small community in the first place board gamers yeah so board gamers that care about photos i don't know that may be really small <laughs> i still don't know i people people do definitely like it and i'm very glad that they do i think we're just not getting in in front of enough people but we're working on some things which is like i said we just shot another episode it's going to be a very different kind of an episode yeah um and i'm really excited about the future and what what we're going to do next with it are you guys looking to get back on schedule to have like at least one a month kind of yeah we're we're looking to get put out more regular content i would like to do a lot more than that um nice but we'll we will be switching up the format in order to do it um but it's going to still be us hanging out, us taking pictures, showing behind the scenes. We do have a lot of board game photographers that that are, you know, in whether usually it's in the Instagram community who do really like the behind the scenes. And they've been able to take shots using some of the techniques and that's yeah. like shots we've never even seen done before, which is really awesome. So I, I love what comes from it. So we're definitely going to be doing that. My favorite is when you see something that you assume was photoshopped. Oh yeah. And it's shot practically. And you're like, uh-huh. wow. That's like Spencer every single time. He's always cutting things out and then he's putting in the wires. And sometimes he doesn't even edit out the wires. He's just covering them up. Yeah, it is. It is awesome. <laughs> I encourage anybody to check it out. Now with Gen Con, uh, I noticed that you went to Gen Con this year. You brought yes. some, uh, wore like the Imagine All the Meeple swag. Um what what was your objective going to Gen Con this year? Kind of what did you go on uh and then coming out of it, what did you come away with? So I went for print play. Um and uh it was it was kind of we didn't have a booth or anything. We've had booths in the past, either we're working the Breaking Games booth, which they're the sis our sister company, um, or we're working a print play games booth. But 
This time I was able to convince the boss to let me and Mike Vanderveen, who's a lot of publisher people, especially know him. He's, he's a great guy. Um, just to go out and meet people. Um, I had never been to any of the conventions. Now I'm a bigger, you know, person at print play games. So it's good to introduce myself. So it was really just a time to introduce some people, shake some hands. And then on, on the down low, give them my imaginable meeple card and say, Hey, hit me up. Cause your email is not very responsive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth anywhere. eh? like, it's, uh, yeah, they're so busy too. Like yeah. I, I feel like I'm busy and I, I don't have as much going on. So power to them. For doing that. I try to answer as many people as I can. Like if someone emails me just cause I know when I'm trying to shake the tree and, and contact mm-hmm. people and not get responses back, I know how frustrating it can be. So anytime somebody tries to reach out to me, I always try to get back to them in a timely manner. If anything, just to say, you know, we're, we're good right now. Right. But, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, at least let's, uh, let me at least get back to you. So you know that, uh, there's someone with a pulse on this end. Yeah. Um, so TikTok is something you've jumped into as well. Uh, I'm following yeah. you on TikTok. You've got this kind of humor <laughs> and I'm trying to peg it. It's not necessarily dead. Well, maybe deadpan might be the way to go. Um, but it's, it's a great channel. And uh, is this something you can see yourself doing more of? Or are you just in experimental mode right now or kind of as, as soon as I have more time, I will be TikTok. Uh, some of you guys hate TikTok. You're going to say, I hate TikTok. I love TikTok. I hate that they're even talking about TikTok. TikTok is it's where it's at. And it is honestly the best place algorithm wise yeah. for a, just a random person to be seen by people. It yeah. just is. Facebook is working against you. Instagram is owned by Facebook. So surprise, they're working against you. Like Twitter, unfortunately, it's just not an easy way to market yourself. TikTok is the, it's the thing. So I yes, had, I'm I definitely s- going to be doing TikTok. I've heard one person describe as TikTok is the new Instagram. Instagram mm-hmm. is the new Facebook. And Facebook has become irrelevant. Right? Facebook is just the devil. And so when you hear people talk about you know TikTok, people that don't know about TikTok or don't understand it, often attribute it to being, oh, that's just a you know an app that kids the kids go on. And that's maybe mm-hmm. how it was five years ago, but it has aged up very rapidly, yeah. very rapidly. Where a lot of the content on there is tips and tricks of different things, anything you can imagine business wise, board game wise, the board game community itself is actually growing substantially on there's a, yeah, so many people absolutely. now on TikTok. Uh, uh, TikTok board game is a, uh, one of the channels out there. I mean, he's at, I think a million some odd followers. Like it's crazy. Uh, the level each of his videos yeah. are getting anywhere from a hundred thousand to 600,000 views. Right. So, and I think you're mm. right that for a platform, um, you know, Instagram and Facebook, go build your audience and then you have to pay to actually talk to that audience, yeah. which is annoying as hell. Whereas TikTok, at least right now, you go and build your audience and that's your audience, right? And you get to talk mm. to your audience and you don't have to now pay to talk to the audience you spend all that time and effort and, you know, sweat, blood and tears to, to build. Um, yeah. And, it's, uh, and it's, it's a fun, short medium, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. doesn't have to be polished. Uh, I was telling you off air, uh, one of the videos he did that just made me laugh. It was so weird. But you take a drink of water and you, you accidentally spill it. And then it shows a point of view of your keyboard. And your keyboard has a face on it. <laughs> and it starts like choking on the water you just spilled. Bizarre. But you know what? That Things like that uh, where people can experiment and try different things and throw things against the wall. 
the algorithms are going to tell you whether it works or not, right? And that's mm -hmm. that's what's cool. Either you know it's going to take off or it's not going to take off, and that's okay. If it doesn't take off, then you try something else. Um, it, it is a cool, cool platform. It really is. So that being said, when I kind of look at all of these things that you're working on, um, you know, and I, I, I've even said this to you in the past, is I, I think like a coffee table book, even with uh, you and the two other guys doing a Kickstarter campaign on that would be cool. Mm -hmm. I know Kickstarter campaigns take time, energy, and effort, but uh, something that kind of uh, feeds into what you guys are doing, some of your favorite uh, photos would be kind of uh, cool. But where, where, what's your plan? Like, I know that, you know, you talked a little bit about burnout this year and there's law on your plate. You must be in a position now where you're starting to think, okay, you know, how do I, how am I going to funnel this down? What are the things I want to work on, you know, and, mm -hmm. and what is the platform I'm trying to build? So what is that? My, my biggest goal moving into the new year is getting to know people in the community more um, and getting in front of the camera, just like what we're doing right now. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I, I'm stuck at home or I'm stuck at work or I'm stuck behind the camera. And that's been my time for this last year. It's already complicated with COVID. Yeah. But I, I really just want to interact with people and just talk about whether it's board games or the board game industry or just random things. I... I want to, I want to be able to do that. And then I obviously want to get back to taking more creative photos. I think down the road, as far as like making a, a calendar or a book or something like that, if victory point labs can get a bit more of a, a push and, and be seen by a few more people and, and grow, I think that could definitely be something we would look into. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, and the, I know the guys are down um, for it. Uh, Kevin's actually about ready to release a, I spy a board game. I spy book. You're welcome, Kevin. I'm talking about it right now. So plug, plug, plug. Kevin, <laughs> old man games, check him out. He's got a cool project he's working on. Um, I would love to do that. I think it'd be fun, but right now, as far as what, what I have the energy to think about, it's not like running a Kickstarter and coming up with something. Cause I will just die. I do though. I will say I do have a, a small thing that may turn into something like that, that I'm working on with somebody else that's board game picture related. So that may be something to look out for. We'll see what happens. Oh, keep our eyes peeled. Well, Todd, I'm a huge fan. Always, uh, you're always welcome back on this, on this podcast. And, uh, you know, I continue to follow you and we'll see kind of where, uh, things evolve over the next year and hopefully we'll get you back on the podcast again. I appreciate you. Board game bench is awesome. Awesome, man. You take care. Cheers. Right, you too. This has been an episode of the board game binge podcast. Hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply join the Facebook group Board Game Binge and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.